I'd like to begin the episode by thanking some people, uh, like we usually do. It's a thing we do. Uh, people like Michael Rodriguez, James Taft, Zack Snyder Productions. It's an honor. <laughs> uh, Matthew D'Elia and Evan Ritchie. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us some money and helped support this show and other shows on the network like it. Thank you to them. Thank you to everybody who supported us. And uh, yeah, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Here we go. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which is an open world game developed and published for the PlayStation 2 in 2002. Yeah. And this episode was executive produced by Zumbini. Thank you, Zumbini, uh, for getting us off our ass. Uh, We are nearly 10 years into the show, and this Mm -hmm. is the first Rockstar game we've done. (laughs) Yeah, and the first first GTA, as somebody in the Slack said, uh, those motherfuckers did Simpsons Hit and Run before Grand Theft Auto and Dragon Age 2 before any Mass Effect. Uh-huh. And I said, yep. Uh, those motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers. Uh, yep. That's us. Uh-uh. As Lizzo would say, were, that, were those bees. <laughs> um, uh, this is also the uh, the premium episode for this month. So everybody is everybody who's hearing this gets to hear the, the generalities uh, and our mm-hmm. discussion of kind of the missions and the story. Uh, that's all going to go for our uh, patrons over uh, yeah. at patreon.com slash TV. And to entice you, uh, we're going to come, you know, you got to hear us complain about those RC missions. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, a mere, uh, you know, five bucks a month gets you all those back episodes. Yeah. I like one. So, I don't like the other. And, and I, I don't like either of them. But I, I was also playing it in a, in a way that we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, it. Me, me trying to remap my controls to make those work on a keyboard without a numpad uh, was, um, was quite a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a big one. We've dabbled in open world games in the past. You mentioned Simpsons Hit and Run, uh, which I forgot mm-hmm. that we did. Um, we, we can, Yakuza kind of fits the bill. That was part of an open world poll. Uh, but it Bat- isn't. It isn't. Really? Yeah. yeah. Batman Arkham City, uh, kind of fits, but you're not really like driving around and stuff. Uh, this is the, ur- this is the ur example. And I think that like, you know, this has defined, uh, like a lot of AAA games, uh, not mm-hmm. just Vice City, but you know, I think that Grand Theft Auto Vice City kind of eliminates the need to think about or talk about Grand Theft Auto Three in a way. Yeah, yeah, like, we, we, yeah. We'll 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 chat about that because this will be probably a fairly beefy generalities. Yes, and then when we get to the missions, we some of them we're definitely going to cruise through because yeah. like there's a billion <laughs> of them. Um, but the uh, yeah, this this is a big deal, and this is what a lot of people think of when they think of open world 
uh, yes. games. Um, and this is also one of those things where it's like, you know, would there be an Ubisoft map marker nightmare genre? without this (laughs) there there there, there wouldn't i like i think that we it would take until like assassin's creed or assassin's creed 2 before that was like redefined right yeah yeah this is this is huge Mm -hmm. um it's also one of the biggest games we've done just in terms of pure hype and impact like we're talking about influence but like yeah man was this a big fucking deal not only globally but to me yeah oh yeah like yeah Dude, like, I mean, this is, uh, we, we, uh, early on in Watch Out for Fireballs, I had this thought last night as I was, uh, struggling to sleep because mm-hmm. that's my life, um, about how we used to always be like, what's your history with this game? Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a, a segment that we used to have. Yes. And we kind of stopped doing it. Uh, but this is something where it's like, this is, this is the kind of thing where you can go to like your normie cousin yes. who just picks up Madden things and be like, man, Vice City. And they're gonna be like, dude, dude, and just, oh, uh, man. <laughs> and just fucking love it. Like this was so, if you were alive and playing video games at this time, this looms incredibly large. This was the center of so many just hangouts. And it's not a multiplayer yes. game, but like you would get it's to like get... a bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. It's like, it's, it's something, you know, like people take turns, like poking the bonfire with a stick, but everybody watches it. And like, it is something for you to look at while you talk. Right. Yeah. And just, just absolutely mind blowing incredibleness. Yeah. Uh, just, just the coolest thing in the world. You'd show off to your friends, uh, infinitely fun, felt like infinite possibility, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. And, uh, Holds up as a mixed bag, which we'll talk about. But this this is going to be one of those things where we flex our like importance and impact at the time versus the the twenty twenty one experience. Yeah, you know, kind of episodes. It, it's it's one of those things that is kind of like let's say unflattened the genre for me because like I've played every Grand Theft Auto game at least the main ones you know so like I'm conversant in the in the series up through Grand Theft Auto Five which I think is a good I'm a game. veteran of the Chinatown Wars <laughs> Chinatown <laughs> Wars is good I had I had <laughs> like, that little drug arbitrage game no no but like you know and also like I've I just you know I've 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 played a lot of these and I think that like especially if you came up around this time you think oh yeah they're all like you know it's it's all roughly the same thing. Well, no, no, like the games have gotten better around this structure, like, and it takes going back to see just how like unwieldy this is (laughs) to understand. Not not just these games, but games in general, like there are lots of things that are now instinctively kind of figured out that were not figured out yeah like at the time this game was made you know at the time this game was made it wasn't you know outside of tomb raider it wasn't really a thing that you did to put the camera over the shoulder whereas like you know that's one of the reasons why grand theft auto 5 is especially good because it plays like a good action game either in third person or first person but like this you know the fact that this came before you just you know you took it for granted that you put the shoulder the camera over the shoulder and you controlled it with your right stick well you know we get to see what happens when you don't do that by going back to this and and it's lame yes (laughs) but it's also it's not like totally its fault because they didn't know Mm -hmm. better right you know it it it's also one of those things like this is one of the earliest games I can think of or this, you know, GTA three really, but you know, Vice City counts as well where I something I associate with open world games is being a lot of things, but none of them particularly well. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's crazy taxi in this, but it's not, 
you know, it's not like, good crazy taxi. Yeah. You know, there, there's like straight up racing in this, but it's not really good racing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stunt racing. It's not really good stunt racing. Yeah. You know, all of those things. And that kind of being a marker when this game came out of you could do all of these things. Like mm-hmm. this game contains all that stuff is the promise of an open world game. Yeah. Like you can do all of these things. It's open to you. <clears throat> Make your own fun is like, is the, 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 the selling point yeah. of this entire genre that turned out to be one of the biggest genres in games, like currently, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it just, it's really neat to kind of see the origins of that and see how that still ends up becoming a thing. Like even modern open world games, they do get better at this stuff, but there is a feeling like, you know, there's a, like a bare level of competence that's required for each of the genres. Something's going to dabble in, mm-hmm. you know, so like, GTA five, which I, I have not played, but like GTA four is a better shooter than this. Like it's a yeah. decent shooter for when it came out. It's not the best shooter. It's just, I want to have a, a competent shooter along with my competent racing game, mm-hmm. along with my competent story and my competent mini games and stuff. And kind of just slowly raising those bars yeah, a little bit, like to create like something like the game, like some kind of weird, like Omni platonic ideal of a game that just does everything it's really weird yeah um and you can you trace the origins it's yeah. real fun yeah uh so in this you play as tommy versetti uh you are a new york mobster um new york state uh it's, there is no new york city it's just liberty city uh but you have been sent south uh to get a fresh start in vice city after you did 15 years in prison for the mob um, mm-hmm. And this takes place, importantly, this takes place in 1986, whereas Grand Theft Auto 3 was contemporary to when it came out. Uh, that was, yeah. you know, supposed to be 2001. And it's it's an opposite of a verbal yeah. flaw. Like, it, it's it's the selling point for this to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's responsible for all of the flavor yeah. that is good. Like, the flavor that is bad, uh, Rockstar is responsible for that. <laughs> yep. Like, the you know, the humor and, and stuff but like Gary, that. But what and if everybody that is stupid? Good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I haven't considered that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe everyone's a moron, uh, and uh, everything in America is dumb and nihilistic and not worth it. Yeah. Um, so, Grand, Grand Theft Auto Three, uh, you know, is what came before this. So, this was really planned as an expansion to that, mm-hmm. and turned out to be a sequel. Um, it plays very similarly to Grand Theft Auto Three, but that flavor edition is huge. Um, it does play better, and then it has a, uh, you know, giving a voiced and fleshed out protagonist, mm-hmm. um, and story is really huge because GTA Three, uh, which is not as good, mm-hmm. um, not as fun, and also just has a nameless weirdo. Uh, Claude, you do your Claude the crime man. Um, <laughs> Claude the sharp faced <laughs> crime man is what they call him. Yeah. Yep. He's not quite Max Payne, but he kinda is in his face. Um that guy. So this is this is a big improvement on that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and as we mentioned, a third person action game. Um, where it's an open world game. Like you have free reign over the city kind of by portions, mm-hmm. um, full of people and vehicles and you get missions and guidance and stuff, but you can also just do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. Um, which mostly includes, uh, you know, running around, jumping or stealing, uh, mm-hmm. grand theft autoing yeah. or grand theft coptering, uh, vehicles. <laughs> grand theft copter i like it um yeah so we can talk about like the the individual emotion stuff the less time you spend on foot in this game the better uh Mm -hmm. like you can uh navigate but the controls are pretty janky uh like on console you really don't have any control whatsoever over the camera there's just Mm -hmm. a button that uh that recenters it behind you you mentioned having uh trouble playing this on pc i played this just on the ps5 
uh, edition because yeah. the draw of my recliner was too great for me to play it on PC. Yeah. So I accepted yeah. a lot of drawbacks in order to <laughs> in order to be comfortable while I played it. I have a I have a compact keyboard, so I don't have a number pad. Okay. So that that is what create. I think that a keyboard mouse is probably the way to do this, mm-hmm. uh, if you have a number pad, because certain vehicles they did not know how to, uh, yeah, you know, how, to, how to program for, outside of that. So I did a lot of like shitty remapping. Mm-hmm. Um, so with mouse look, it is a lot better uh than that but it is still not very fun on foot uh, not least of which because of the radio which we'll talk about later yeah um and uh because of her fragility which we'll talk about later yes um there is melee combat in this uh but there's no lock on for it um you just kind of swing around it reminds me so much of fucking state of emergency which <laughs> makes sense uh but man it's like they they just stripped God. all the cool stuff out of Grand Theft Auto and just made, like, like what if this could stand on its own? We'll make state no, of emergency. It no, <laughs> it, it definitely can't. You, you you just mentioned the game State of Emergency without like any lead up to it, as if that's a game that anybody remembers. Yeah, everybody like, knows State of Emergency. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. hey, do you remember the uh, the the WTO riots in Seattle? Uh, like in 1999 <laughs> or 2000, remember those? Well, Rockstar decided, yeah. what if we made a game that was just entirely about uh, going around and just hitting a bunch of people in a crowd? Well, there we go. Yeah. Here's this. Beating the crap out of people with their own head and shit. Yeah. Uh, just just the melee from Grand Theft Auto. Not great. Um, not great. <laughs> uh, there is lock-on for guns, but this was before we knew how to do it. Yep. it it's, uh, it's an improvement from GTA 3. Mm-hmm. Um, GTA 3, the lock-on was just whatever was closest. Yes. Here, it attempts to prioritize, mm-hmm. um, you know, based on uh, something, like some kind of AI. <laughs> it's not very good. Like, oftentimes, I will lock onto the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camera doesn't always point me towards that. Um, uh, you can lock on to characters that your mission is to protect. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're supposed and- to protect Lance. <laughs> Yeah, like Lance, you can end up shooting Lance like a bunch. Yeah. Um, and you just, you accident like, same way that you accidentally lay down in MGS2, you accidentally shoot people in this game mm-hmm. in a way that is, like, a, a powerful argument for gun abolition. <laughs> because if guns were really this this prevalent and worked like this, mm-hmm. everyone would be getting accidentally shot all the time. Well, people get accidentally shot all the time. So. I guess that's true. You are very yeah. likely to kill your family members, gun owners, just FYI. Yeah, so be Incredibly really, likely. be extremely careful. Um, yeah. yeah, very likely to kill your son. <laughs> Not my son. Um, yeah, very likely. <laughs> uh, one of the main problems for me was that lock on uh, didn't center the camera on the thing that I was going mm-hmm. to shoot. Um, nope. And also, like when you're locked on, you don't you're like you're not really able to move. So mm, you can't really yeah. do any uh, you can't really do any like evasive maneuvers. Yeah. So like, okay, I need to in the middle of this fight unlock on from you so I can move to safety and hope that I can relock on to you when I stop. Yeah, here's a like this game has a real problem with uh defensive vocabulary. Yeah. Just to throw away a real love classic in there. Yeah, there's uh, the stuff. It's <laughs> you uh fights in this end up being weirdly kind of like 3D Final Fantasy 1 fights <laughs> where a lot of them was me just standing and two guys just shooting each other, standing there shooting each other. It was like that one white stripes uh, video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, the car controls, the vehicle controls are much better. Yeah, uh, and you want to be uh, in a car because it is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, each car, there's a really wide variety of cars. They each handle very differently on a number of axes. So, no. like. 
turning radius, durability, uh, speed on straightaways, uh, uh, things like, like that. Like how sharp of a turn they can take before flipping over? Yes. Um, yeah, like top heaviness. Yeah, like dr- um, like driftability, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just very, very uh, huge variety mm-hmm. of cars, yeah. um, which is cool, which means, you know, and that adds a strategy element we'll talk about when we talk about the flow of the game where you can be like, what kind of car do I want for this mission? Yes. You know, can I attempt to set that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the controls are pretty tight. You know, like it mm-hmm. is like Lucy, you know, like a like a Lucy Lucy arcade game kind of thing. But like with the with, with like with, specifically with the handbrake, you know, I felt pretty great about the maneuvers that I was able to pull. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you do end up like getting slammed into a lot like that. That is the thing that ends up like breaking. Constantly. the. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of ends up breaking things for you here. But like, you know, if you're able to play evasively, you do really cool stuff in cars. Yeah, and if you're not trying to evade at all, yeah. like where this is a later bullet point that I was going to introduce, but this is definitely its most fun where you just fire it up and go do some shit. Yeah, um, and we will we'll talk about that as a flow because as as the game that kind of introduced, you know, that as a concept, mm-hmm. you know, make your own fun in an open world. Uh, this game sings when you're doing that, even today. Like yes. it's still really fun to put on the radio, put on a fast car, or motorcycle, and just drive around mm-hmm. at night to put to put game. on fast car. <laughs> yeah, put on a fast car, put on a fast motorcycle, mm-hmm. and put on the song "Fast Car," mm-hmm. or put on or put on something by motorcycles. Yeah, um, the uh, so cars are very fragile, even good ones, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so cars, as uh, police just suicide ram into you, yeah. or people shoot you, uh, your cars will get more progressively damaged. Uh, so this has the uh, the classic white smoke, black smoke, fire uh, <laughs> scale that yeah. I feel like every gamer of a certain age just has you know, intuited, like it was amazing to me how instinctual my like bail was mm-hmm. with black smoke. Oh yeah. I was just like, Oh shit. I know exactly <laughs> the semiotics of that. Yep. Um, really, really fun. Uh, and then, uh, an advantage or like a upgrade from vice city or two vice city from, from three is that you can pop tires. Yes. And this is really huge, both because it's really chaotic and kind of fun when it happens to you, but then mm-hmm. also you can tactically do it. Yes. You can pop the tires of like somebody that you're chasing or they can just end up popping. Uh, you can do like drive-bys in this. I forgot to make a note of that. But yeah. like, like that is really, really important um, to this with automatic weapons. You can just, you know, strafe whatever you're going by. Um, and if you're on a motorcycle, you can do forward buys. Oh, so, oh or yeah. Dri- or, or drive and, forward. Yeah, so imp- imperative. Well, you can, just, you can just fire over the handlebars. Um, yeah. it's, it's imperative. Like it is so important to be able to do that. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about difficulty uh, in this and how necessary it is to use every fucking option at your disposal. Yeah. Uh, but like we said, if your car takes too much damage or if it flips over, I love the instant uh, engine catching fire if you flip over. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, it'll explode. And if you're inside or too close, this will kill you instantly. So you got to do that bail. You got to send it careening off into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or just, just run away mm-hmm. uh, while all this stuff is happening and just like, you know, steal another car. Yeah. Um, my, one of my favorite things about this that I think is actually, uh, ridiculously huge mm-hmm. is adding motorcycles and scooters, uh, which to my hands feel so much better than cars. Oh yeah. Um, there is not one mission or one opportunity in this entire game where if a motorcycle was an option, I didn't take it mm-hmm. because they feel so much more zippy and fun. Um, and it's a really interesting kind of uh, trade-off between, you know, your durability. Like if you hit something in a 
motorcycle, you fly off no matter what. Right. Um, it's not something where you can take some damage. Mm-hmm. It just feels so much better and you can get into tighter spaces. Yeah, you can lean. It split. feels like it's what the game is meant for. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like I just adding that, and then in terms of joyriding, <laughs> like jumping on, you know, a cool motorcycle, yeah. listening to sunglasses at night, wearing <laughs> sunglasses at night, is is really hard to to understate uh, how fun that is. Or yeah, how fun it is. like if you get onto like the the sport motorcycle, the PCJ six thousand or whatever it is, or even like the dirt bike. Yeah. Um, yeah. it, go, it goes fast enough that the game can't even load in the stuff in front of you. Like, you know, take a seat, cyberpunk. <laughs> We've already got this here where the vehicles go too yeah. fast for the game to load. <laughs> yeah the more uh, things change yeah yeah but uh you know like the vehicle like the, the the motorcycles specifically it changes the like regular brake and um and uh handbrake for front front ba- uh, front brake and back brake yeah back brake mm-hmm. um which gives you so much control over your turning um yeah. and your ability to just kind of like stop on a dime um and the city is designed for bikes like they they, mm-hmm. they they knew they were adding this and so you know not only are there like hidden paths and lots of alleyways here but there are jumps that like let you take huge shortcuts um mm-hmm. and they're really cool like when you go off of a jump it goes slow-mo and it like ranks you for the distance and the height and the hang time and how much spin you did yeah yeah, and you get cash rewards mm-hmm. uh, for them. Um, it, I don't know if this is necessarily like a bullet point later. It's it's kind of also another kind of hidden uh, improvement of this between um, GTA Three mm-hmm. is not only is the level the the map better designed for bikes, it's just better designed in general. Yeah, um, Liberty City. I remember even at the time thinking it was not a very fun design. Yeah, for you know is mostly flat except for that one <clears throat> hills area this is really flat but with lots of little ramps recognizing that like in excite bike the the ramps that made you jump really high were more fun than like the gentle inclines and declines you do <laughs> yeah you know and like gta3 is like all the gentle inclines and declines and this is like an excite bike track mm-hmm. with all ramps yeah um it's just a lot more fun there are a lot more shortcuts yeah. um some of which that aren't marked on your map like that feeling you know that we talked about in simpsons hit and run that is one of the things this genre is trying to get you to do which is like know the city yeah um really happens organically in this better than it did in gta 3 yes where uh you know, and part of that is because of motorcycles, because there are shortcuts that you can take only with motorcycles, and partly because the game is designed to have more of them. Yeah. Um, it's easier to get from, like, neighborhood to neighborhood or bureau to bureau. Um, like, there was something about the way that the highways were designed in GTA 3. Like, you, you don't really have highways here. Like, you just have the bridges that four. connect you. Oh, yeah. No, d- yeah, definitely. Like, city as well and has yeah, the fucking highways. The highways and the interchanges and, like, oh, if you want to go east, you actually need to, like, start from halfway through this neighborhood because that's where the uh, that's where the on-ramp goes. It's almost like a, yes. it's, it's like a little bit of, um, uh, like, a like a nod toward realism over, like, readability or fun that we're going to model yes. this city like it's an actual city. Um, and yes. it makes it hard to navigate, you know, something that ameliorates that in GTA four and then in GTA five, they, it definitely fixes it because like the city is just better designed, you know, because it's, it's yeah. LA and it's kind of like more wide open and more varied, um, you know, like lots of rural areas, but like, I really missed having a, uh, um, GPS in this. Yeah. Like later games would actually add pathing and show you the, uh, the optimal path, um, on the, yeah. uh, on the mini map for you here. That is not the case here. 
No, no. The, the amount of time, like this is a side point and later, but it does impact your flow. The amount of times you're checking maps mm-hmm. uh, and this early on really does kind of break the flow. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time in the pause menu mm-hmm. um, just kind of being like, okay, on the third right, that's the bridge that it gets me across to the island. Yes. Yeah. Um, your character, Tommy, uh, here has 100 health points. Um, you can buy or find armor that gives you 100 more. Um, and this is nothing. This mm-hmm. is tissue paper. Um, <laughs> you this died will melt. so fast. This will melt uh, inadvisably quickly. It, One of the most frustrating things about this game or things that really stops it from being very fun uh, or as fun as it could be in 2021 is the fact that you are the most fragile mm-hmm. dude. Tommy's health bar is the puff of cotton candy and uh, enemies with submachine guns are the raccoon that tries to wash it. <laughs> yes. And it just over and over, you just get washed and washed and washed. Yep. Um, the, uh, you go to the hospital, uh, if you die, you respawn, you lose a little bit of money, you lose your weapons, mm-hmm. um, which is a bummer. Like losing money is not really a problem, but I got bummed out by losing an arsenal. Losing weapons is a pretty big deal. Cause you have to go and do like errands before you get hideouts that just provide them to you. I eventually yeah. just memorized the cheat code to get weapon sets. Yeah. And nothing, nothing wrong with that because yeah. all you're doing is saving yourself time. Yeah. Um, you know, to get these weapons. Uh, and if you do this on a mission, uh, which we'll talk about later, um, you can get a taxi to start you back to the beginning of the mission. Uh, we'll talk about that as, uh, you know, what was the fatal flaw for me in GTA four. Yeah. Um, and is one of the, you know, the worst things that the series didn't fix for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Checkpointing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like just didn't include ever until very, very recently. Yeah. One of the other, uh, failure conditions is to be caught by the police. Um, either, mm-hmm. you know, like if they kill you, you end up being wasted, but like if they down you and stand over you, you're arrested. Or if they manage to pull you out of a car, uh, mm-hmm. you're arrested. Um, and the police start coming after you. There's a system here called the wanted level as you commit crimes. Um, and as cops witness, w- witness them, um, you accue, you accrue stars. Uh, you go from one to six. Those six stars is really, really difficult to achieve. Yeah, and it's very serious. Yes. Um, so uh, one star is no big deal. Uh, this will go away on its own. Yeah. Um, this is police will pursue you if they see you. Um, you know, a couple of cars are spawned. A couple of beat cops will chase you. But you can shake this off, you know, literally just by getting but, out of sight. Yeah, by going a couple of blocks down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two stars is kind of when it's a little bit more serious. Uh, there are more police and officers and cars. They'll actively pursue you, and this will not shake off on its own. Right. Um, you either have to do a, a spray and pay, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. or have to pick up a, a kind of a rare pickup Yeah. to uh, to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. At three stars, uh, the chase speed ramps up. Uh, police get more aggressive. Also, uh, the cops start putting out roadblocks, uh, like spike yep. strips uh, start going out. Uh, which, you know, just wacky, wobbly driving fun as they pop your tires. Uh, and also police helicopters, uh, will come, will come after you. The police helicopters just kind of basically make it harder to, uh, harder to evade. They don't actually attack mm-hmm. you just yet. They just kind of keep an eye on you and make it harder to lose your stars if you're trying to do it naturally. And I don't know if this is actually true, but something that I feel like I noticed with this, uh, this was the start, the first level, and this could have been like actively a mechanic or just a function of how many objects could be spawned in the world. Mm -hmm. But it felt like this is the level in which there were fewer cars, cars on the road, Yeah, which actually has a huge impact because if you're getting shot or you're getting rammed into and your car is on fire, the presence Mm -hmm. of pedestrians is how you escape. Yes. 
you know, like running out and jumping into another car. And kind of from this level and higher, that's rarer and rarer until five and six stars where the streets are basically clear. Right. And it becomes incredibly difficult mm-hmm. to replace your vehicle. Yeah. Uh, you know, starting at three stars and like especially at four, uh, it's especially noticeable when they start doing like roadblocks. And checkpoints, mm-hmm. like not even just the uh, the 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 spikes the spike strips, but like there will be vans set up across the roads. Um, yeah, yeah, and that it just wherever you're going, no, you know, fewer fewer or no cars will spawn in front of you uh, as yeah. you go. At four stars, like I said, that's where the SWAT vans appear. Uh, they are full of heavily armed SWAT officers uh, that will shoot you with machine guns. Uh, again, mm-hmm. this will cause your car to blow up very quickly, uh, or you to die as you are filled with holes. Yeah. Uh, five stars when the FBI shows up. Uh, so they're in these high speed unmarked vehicles that are very durable. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a mechanic of this where you put cars in garages so you can use them whenever you want. I love Yeah, It's advantageous <laughs> to get to five stars just to spawn these once mm-hmm. um, and steal one. Yeah. Because uh, these are really, really good, effective cars for a lot of missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then six, you're fucked. Uh, the military shows up. <laughs> And this includes tanks, and tanks in this game are very funny because mm-hmm. if any car hits them, they instantly explode. <laughs> it's like that mission in Goldeneye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> going down St. Yeah. Petersburg. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you no. get tanks, you get uh, you get military helicopters. Driving tanks is very fun. Uh, that was one mm-hmm. of the cheat codes that we used the most when we were just kind of fucking around. Um, and like it, generally, whenever I sat down, like the game, quote unquote, that we played as we were hanging out was... You know how high can you get your uh, how high can you get your wanted level and how long can you survive? Mm-hmm. Um, at that, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the classic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that was really fun. That's a fun multiplayer game mm-hmm. um, with lots, like tons of emergent chaos. Yes, uh, you know that happens in these situations, like unplanned wacky shit that will happen. <laughs> like you're on a motorcycle. A cop comes off nowhere, hits you, and instead of dying, you fly off, land on a roof that has a helicopter on it. And then you're just like, well, when in Rome, yeah. and then grab that and get chased by you know police helicopters until you, that blows up and you dive and you fall on a boat. Uh-huh. Like shit like that can like literally happen that is unplanned and very chaotic and fun. Mm-hmm. And funny. Uh, and like just, yeah. you know, like just a very fun, just very funny, almost like slapstick situations if you manage to survive. Like an effective way to get a lot of stars is to like post up on a rooftop and to just machine gun people at the base. But like that sucks. You're not moving. Yeah, that's not very. It's not very creative. <laughs> yeah. Like again, if you're not in a car, it's not very fun. Right. Uh, in this game, so that is, uh, and that's like this game at its best. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's nihilistic, dumb violence, but it's really chaotic, and mm-hmm. it's what the series, even before they were 3D, was known for. Right. Um. W- I'm going to talk so much fucking trash about the mission design in this game. Yes. So if people are just like, man, these guys really love Vice City. Uh, wait, because I'm going to I'm going to try to make somebody cry. Like, I, I, like, I'm really mad about it. It's it's some worst in, in class yeah. uh, stuff. But this is actually fucking sublime and mm-hmm. incredibly fun. Just yeah. doing that. Um, so as you mentioned, um, you can uh, de-escalate at certain levels, uh, but cops will keep spawning in. Yeah. Uh, there are bribe pickups that will lower your wand level by one star, which are kind of rare. But the main thing you're going to be doing is going to pay and spray services, mm-hmm. uh, which are not a thing, but are just like <laughs> the most popular business in town as dictated by this game world. Mm-hmm. 
which is going into a place, getting your car repainted to another color and getting a new engine. Yep. So cops won't recognize you. <laughs> yep. Which is hilarious because you can do this on motorcycles too. And like, cabs. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this, this is a different like, yellow cab, so, I promise. Suspect is wearing a blue Hawaiian shirt. I repeat, blue Hawaiian shirt, green motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, I've got a suspect, same suspect. Uh, it appears to be bloodied from being shot. Uh, blue Hawaiian shirt, but it's a red motorcycle this time. Mm-hmm. Disregard. Call it off. <laughs> oh my God, it's a ghost car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite uh, mechanics in this is that when you get rid of this, uh, it's still temporarily there. It will flash, mm-hmm. which is like kind of like you being on probation. <laughs> like, And those moments are some of my favorite. They're really tense where I'm like just driving and following the traffic laws yeah. and making sure I don't. Because if you like touch the bumper of a cop car, Mm-hmm. When this is happening, you're all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, wait a minute! Yeah, I two, know that gentle stars. touch." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, or or it just goes back to what it was. Yeah, like yeah. if you were at, if you were at five stars and go into a pan uh, pan spray mm-hmm. and then tap a cop car, they're like, "Wait a minute! I recognize you." Um, I'm really you're the guy who killed everybody. I'm really embarrassed how many times I, I you know just by the skin of my teeth got into a pan spray. Um, and okay, you know, like four stars, we're going to be just fine. A okay. I backed out without looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a very funny thing that happens constantly <laughs> in this game. And if you get to the pay and spray and it, the entrance is just surrounded by cops uh-huh. and then as the garage opens, they all go, Oh, He's different now, <laughs> and they all just slowly start driving away. It's, it's very like, funny. The, like every pan spray is like a like an embassy. Like ah yeah. shit, he's he's on Croatian <laughs> he's got soil. Diplomatic emergency. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, yeah, like he's learned his lesson. It's like it's like a rehab center um, that you go into and fast forward. It's very funny uh, to me. Um, we mentioned those uh, bribe pickups that lower your wand level. Mm-hmm. This game has arcade-style pickups around mm-hmm. um, in a way that uh, is kind of calling back to its origins as a 2D game, Yeah, like a more arcade 2D game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things you can get that restore your health. Um, you can get adrenaline, which uh, will uh, give you bullet time for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh not great. Um, and then there are <laughs> rampages, which we'll, we'll talk about. That's a kind of a mission type. Yes. Uh, almost. But there are just kind of things you can, like, pick up. Um, I think in the adrenaline, you also kill people by punching them. Maybe. Uh, with that. I never tried that. They're, 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 yeah, they're so incredibly rare and seem to be, like, specifically put near missions that would use them. So, mm. yeah. They, they ended up feeling very superfluous to me. Like, I didn't you know, use the pickup game very much in this. It was more of a crime of opportunity. Yeah. And they felt rare to me. Like I didn't see a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, on mission. So it, it felt like a weird holdover. Yeah. Uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like we said, this is a sandbox game. You don't have to pursue the main story. Um, you know, so this, this leads to that kind of bonfire, uh, kind of, uh, kind, kind of deal. Uh, you don't have to follow the traffic laws, but that was another thing that I did just to to, to irritate the people that were watching me. Like, why in the mm-hmm. world are you stopping at a red light? Like, it's a fucking red light. I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. These these laws protect us all. Uh-huh. We live in a society. <laughs> Click it or take it, dude. not Jokerified yet. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but as you, you always mentioned, so you do whatever you want uh, mm-hmm. in this. Um, there are a lot of uh, funny and goofy cheats mm-hmm. that you can do. So like spawning a tank, making uh, spawning helicopters, making vehicles fly, giving everyone a gun. Yep. Um, you know, in the city, things like that. And then, mm-hmm. of course, like the early 2000s sexism, like only ladies get big guns. All the ladies are in bikinis. Mm-hmm. Chill like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So cheats are good. Uh, you, you can mess up your save game. Like they warn you this mm-hmm. time if you save with a cheat on certain cheats anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, in Grand Theft Auto 3, they didn't. Fun thing where you could just lose all your progress if you're playing the game like that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you do, if you do decide to pursue the story, uh, you do missions for various people within the Vice City criminal underworld. Uh, these gain you weapons. They uh, gain you money. You unlock weapons uh, and let you progress uh, through the story. Kind of that escalates, you know, to you doing wackier, more m- more demanding kind kinds of things. Broadly, let's talk about the about the mission design in this because I want to give you room to like lay out at least your thesis. Uh, before we get mm-hmm. into the specifics, you know, talking about like individual problem missions, individual missions, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I think in general these really suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost across the board, like they're really <laughs> obvious when they are just hateful and frustrating, mm-hmm. which is a lot of them sprinkled seemingly at random. Um, these feel like they are distributed with no eye towards escalating difficulty. Yeah. There's escalating complexity, but incredibly tough missions will show up very early mm-hmm. uh, and seemingly at random. But when they're not tough, it's very rare that they are inventive or like particularly fun. Um, like they're made within this very constrained possibility space. Like it feels like there wasn't a lot of imagination as to what you could be doing in a mission. Yeah, it kind of always ends up being kind of the same three or four things, usually involving like get here, kill this person, get away. Um, yeah, usually is what it is. Do a thing and then get a certain amount of wanted level and then get away with that. And that's to drive the core uh, mechanic of of driving and evading the police, which is like mm-hmm. what this game is about, right? Like evading yeah. the police in a car. Um, and that can provide a lot of fun chaos, as we mentioned. But because the fail conditions are so, you know, cars tend to be so fragile, you are so fragile, mm-hmm. it's, you know, pretty easy just to have chaos happen and get pulled out of your car and get arrested. Yeah. You just end up starting over a lot. Yeah, uh, um, in this missions also pile on very uh, uh, let's see here. They pile on failure conditions that are really easy to tip. Um, yes. So like, oh, you shouldn't. You know, this car got destroyed. You dummy. You need to start over again. This person died. This really restrictive time limit passed. Like just kind of these failures that are not necessarily like interesting ways. It's just kind of like hope that maybe the cop doesn't come at you from this direction this time, maybe, or like yeah. hope that the lock on you, you know, you roll the dice and you lock onto the right person at the right time. When you, when you go with this, like or the, when you start it, it spawns a better car. Yeah. You know, like the random cars that spawn, um, are better. Uh, anything like that. The, uh, the AI cheats like, like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, the AI will drive very well. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, the corners, <laughs> These fuckers are taken. Yep. Um, cars will arbitrarily be bulletproof, mm-hmm. um, which this like GTA games are my example of like something I don't like in game design, which is game developers being like, hey, this guy's going to be invincible until this point because we want to do this little set piece. Mm-hmm. So if you were really clever and figure out a way to snipe this guy before the mission started that you know you need to kill, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's invincible if, until we don't want him to be so we can do this absurd chase. Yeah. It's really obnoxious that you're going to fail 10 times. Yeah. Or, um, you know, this mission will give you like a really bad like set of vehicles or something or something like that. Like if you put a better car somewhere near, well, maybe we'll just despawn that because we want you yeah. to do it in the in this one. It just it gets rid of the, you know, the good part of simulation, which is preparation. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to think my way around problems. I don't want to just have luck and reflexes. Yeah. And this is, there's very little strategy to any of your problem solving in this. Um, the verbal flaw to this, which it was at least, uh, you know, I, my understanding is they kind of solve this in GTA five, GTA four, which is the last one I played. Uh, this is fucking maddening is that <laughs> when, uh, missions are always based on getting the mission mm-hmm. from a guy and then going across town to start it. Yes. But the start of the mission is considered when you get it from the guy. Mm-hmm. So when you start over a mission, you are going to the far east side of the map to learn what the mission is and then the far west side to execute it and if you die at any point you're doing the entire thing over yes um there's never like you can take a cab after you you know if you die uh, on the mission from the hospital or from mm-hmm. the police department but it doesn't matter because yep. you're just going way out of your way so you're redoing this drive over and over and over which is an opportunity to accidentally get water and stars or uh you know damage your vehicle that you want to use for this like it is it has a big cost mm-hmm. and you know, go into our, our dispatch from last month about fail states. Like this, this game and the series is really bad at having an option for failure other than just fuck you, do it again. Yeah. And it makes you fuck you, do it again to a large swath mm-hmm. of non-interactive and barely interactive content. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do not disagree with any of that. The um, starting at one place, you know, start starting in an unrelated place, um, and mm-hmm. that that being considered like like that is the thing that you fast travel to, uh, just fills the game with a lot of useless driving, and like the driving is fun, but like if I'm trying to accomplish something, I don't know, like maybe start me where the action starts, please, and that's what they yeah. ended up doing later on. You know, and, and we talked about. Um you know, rapid iteration yeah, being really, really important to uh, combat frustration. Yes. You know? So, like, if I'm going to be frustrated, if I'm going to fail a mission, I immediately want to try again. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, man. Like, I just want to get through this. And in this game, there are a lot of bottlenecks. Like, the mission design, it's not just the individual missions that have that problem. It's the quest structure in general where you will end up at bottlenecks where you have to do an onerous mission mm-hmm. before any of the rest of the game will open up. Yeah. It's not designed to where, uh, you know, you, you want this kind of thing to be like you flow around the rocks. Mm-hmm. Like... Hey, this is really irritating. I can go do something else for a little while and then come back to this, preferably when you're stronger, but yeah. at least like more experience and stuff. There are many points in this where there's one thing you can do in terms of progressing the story. Mm-hmm. And if it blows, fuck you, chew through it. Yep. Uh, you know, you have to chew through these ropes if you want to escape. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as arbitrary things are mandatory. Things mm-hmm. that feel like they should be side quests and they're not related to the main story at all are things that are like <laughs> plot bearing. You know, plot yeah. bearing. You, you, you gotta, you gotta go do the missions for Love Fist. You gotta do the missions for the Cubans and then for the Haitians. Yeah, why do I have to do the fucking missions for Love Fist? Like, why do I have to <laughs> to start Bert, help Burt Reynolds, the realtor, uh-huh. to become Scarface? It has nothing to do uh, with it, my ascent in the underworld. <laughs> like, like, you know, a better way to design this would have been many different you know, people you could make your reputation with and make them, instead of it being a completionist thing where you Mm -hmm. want to do all of them and having arbitrary ones be mandatory, be like the second act of Baldur's Gate 2 or whatever. Yeah. Raise this much money. Here's a huge amount of options to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you just, that would be great. 
that way you can do it more of them if you want to, but don't make these mandatory arbitrarily. Um, it fucking sucks. It, it literally killed GTA four for me, like mm-hmm. a game I was really enjoying up until I just got to a really hard mission that I had to drive all the way across the map yeah, uh, to restart. And I was just like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. It's not my cousin asking me to bowl. It's not all the gross sexism. It's not the fact that they included a Ricky Gervais stand-up set and thought that would like, be good. <laughs> it's the fact that. that, yeah, it's, it's the fact that to, to make progress on this, I am constantly redoing this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's so irritating and it's so frustrating to me that, they took them that long to figure out that that sucked. Yeah. Like, did nobody play this and just be like, Hey man, this isn't that fun, (laughs) you know? And I have to believe someone did. And they were like, "Eh." it's good. (laughs) All right. right. Cool. (laughs) You know? And and like, as the representative on here who has played Grand Theft Auto five, like uh, I will, I will go to bat for that and say the, you know, a huge thing about that game is that, uh, you have three characters, so that flowing mm-hmm. around the rocks happens supernaturally. We're like, oh, yeah. I don't I like <laughs> super space naturally. Yeah, uh, Trevor We're is like, a werewolf. <laughs> well, you might as well be. That would yeah, explain a lot. Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> but but like the, like each of the characters like does such different things. Uh, you see, so you mm-hmm. decide. Oh, I'm tired of this one. I want to come back when I have more patience you know, for Michael's bullshit. Well, let me go, let me go and do some Trevor missions because of the, those are really fun. Or let me go do Franklin's missions because I like the, drive, I like the driving in this, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, that's a huge yeah. deal. Um, as part of like the, I, I like the meta thing. Good. Uh, Epic when it was free. Oh yeah. Uh, GTA five or it was on sale or something. So mm-hmm. I have that. And I, in playing this, I've been very tempted to like fire it up. Finally. It's good. It's a just, really good game. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm curious about it. I would, I would love to. I just, I, you know, who has time to play video games oh, for work? <laughs> Everyone except us. I, but I, I just yeah. uh, haven't, you know, I've been, I've been keeping my eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, plus I got depression. Oh, but the, uh, <laughs> it, like I, I, uh, it's been on my list of things to pick up along mm-hmm. with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 because I've been feeling some warmness towards this genre yeah. through the good parts of what this does. No, no. I like, I, I, I beat this and I was like, man, I really want to play a dumb, a, a, a dumb open world game. I just fired up and beat the original Assassin's Creed because that's like a 12-hour game that gives you an affl- yeah. that gives you a taste of this. We got to do mercenaries at some point for the oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That game is so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um so lots of side missions, some of which are like story side missions, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't have to do all of those things. It's kind of arbitrary which ones you do. Mm-hmm. And then there are different missions that are related to businesses you can run. Yes. Um so if you're in a police car, you can be like I'm police. Mm-hmm. And I'm you can count <laughs> I'm Seinfeld. And you can do a uh missions for them and this is where we get the stuff like we talked about like worst crazy taxi. Mhm. You know, is through you know playing in the taxi space. Yeah, yes. like and like ambulances, crazy taxi, but you have to drive real careful. Um, yeah, same taxi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reasonable, <laughs> reasonable taxi. Yeah, responsibility and <laughs> the sensible world uh, of taxi. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, these are missions that you can just, you can, you can fire them off by pressing R3 when you're inside those vehicles. Um, Mm -hmm. they're a way to get cash, but primarily like you get like unlocks. So like, if you do all of the ambulance, if you raise that your ambulance rank, uh, like you get the ability to like sprint, uh, unlimitedly, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty big deal, you know? 
Which is like both good in terms of quality of life and then also efficacy. Yes. In missions, it's just they're a pain in the ass to kind of grind these up. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to be, it has to be the summer of 2003. And like this is yes. the, one of the only games that you have. Yes, yeah. yeah. And and definitely, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, a little bit later, like I wanted to talk, like I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the way that this game is so much better when you're just hanging out in it yeah. than yep. when you're trying to complete it. Mm-hmm. Um. And how one of the things I realized that partly because of my job, but partly because of my age uh, and the state of the world, I can't really be that person, mm-hmm. you know, that this game like, d- like wants me to be like, if, if you're still able to just like, I'm just going to put on a game and hang out for a few hours with nothing really yeah. to, to drive me. Um, if you can, st- if you're still capable of that, the way that I was able to do it when I was 22, mm-hmm. then like Yahtzee, yeah. like this game is still real good for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a really hard time with that now, but I don't really put that on the game. That's, that's me. I, 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 I'm not like pointing out a contradiction or calling you a hypocrite. That's just very funny in relation to, uh, our discussion about roguelikes and just kind mm. of the ability to like set up one of these forever games where like progress isn't necessar- necessarily a thing that you're making by playing it. You know, it's just different than, than yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's not, I can't other than Isaac, which I have like everything unlocked, mm-hmm. like all the other roguelikes I've played, I unlock something every time. Gotcha. You know, I play at, yeah. uh, generally, mm-hmm. um, but it is a slower sense of progress yeah. than this. That This is more about like the experience of hanging out without a goal, like how it feels yeah. to do that, like what you're actually doing, not so much. The sense of progress like mm-hmm. in this like what you're doing when you're just hanging out is again jumping on a motorcycle putting on wave 103 and mm-hmm. like you know being cool having <laughs> yeah. fun and soaking vibes yeah you yeah. know mm-hmm. like having yeah. the time for that mm-hmm. the, the 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 actual experience of the play is not necessarily its own reward uh and yes. in this it's kind of the the, the not, nah, trappings of it's the wrong word because that sounds more superficial than what's going on yeah i don't actually th- I, I don't think i don't think it's a contradiction but i think i just i wanted to call to call attention to that it's because there, yeah like the, the the difference between a hang game and a forever game kind of thing right yeah, yeah. And, to, and to me like a hang game is a real you know a forever game can have strenuous goals yeah to it and and challenge and stuff and a hang game is more like i'm sitting down to play with this like a toy i'm not yeah. sitting down to accomplish anything mm-hmm. even kind of regardless of whether there's progress with that accomplishment accomplishment is not the goal right hanging out is the goal mm-hmm. you know? um one goal in this that i never had any uh, affection for is the hidden packages Sure. Uh, there are hundreds of them if you're a weirdo who likes to collect those this is a series mainstay uh i just don't think exploring the world like this is very fun on like, foot yeah <laughs> so specifically one of the things that i thought felt like i was a genius uh when san andreas uh, came out mm-hmm. um that i felt like i was a genius for thinking up was like why doesn't this game have a walkman mm-hmm. like i was walking around trying to get uh packages or do some bullshit yeah um on you know uh, on foot and i was just like man i miss the radio mm-hmm. and i don't like the radio in san andreas as much as the radio in this yeah. game but i still wanted the radio mm-hmm. um to me that fucks up hidden packages yeah <laughs> uh, almost exclusively like the radio is so powerful in this and, and rest assured we're going to talk about it a lot yes uh we mentioned rampages a little bit before like these are power-ups but they put you into a special mission uh these are usually like in like public squares or piazzas uh stuff mm-hmm. like that uh they give you a weapon and they task you with killing a certain amount of people within a time limit mm-hmm. um this is that kind of nihilistic 
you know, 2D GTA. Yes. Uh, you know, just uh, what that the series is known for. It's it's what, you know, shitty senators thought this game was wall-to-wall. <laughs> thought, thought every video game was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, there are also uh, little races mm-hmm. you can do uh, in the Sierra Arena. There are so many of these. I didn't really do these, but yeah, yeah. it's there, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also kind of a property minigame in this. Um, you can buy businesses, make money from them, and do missions from them in a way that kind of reminded me of, like, loyalty quests. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <sighs> Yeah, because you, know? you, you buy them, and in order to realize the gains, like you have to do the missions to get them set up. Yeah, and then you get a perk. The perk, again, is limited by that possibility space. Like The mm-hmm. perk is money, yep. and at a certain point pretty early on, uh, you're only making money to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, like you know, there's only so many weapons I want to buy. Yeah. Um, uh, this yeah. is something else that was wildly expanded in Grand Theft Auto Five, the real estate mm-hmm. and like investment game. Like there's a there's a stock market that has like individual missions where you know when you buy stock in a company, you can go and like sabotage competitors to make it raise up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, the the kind of equivalent to this in San Andreas was the gang wars and like yes. territory yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're you're always doing uh, doing some version of this mm-hmm. in the series, and that's a story um, that's a story requirement um, in in this. Well, and, and in San Andreas, at a certain point, you have to um, amass uh, enough crooked businesses to build your empire. Yes, and yeah. uh, it is. There's some humor to be found in the way that every business is already criminal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No matter what, <laughs> you're literally just hermit crabbing in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you just kind of come in and they're just like, no, no, we know the deal. Like, here are the crimes we do. Do yeah. you want to do them with us? And you're like, I'm Tommy Forsetti. I'll do them better. And, you know, uh, it is it is pretty funny exactly how uh, corrupt yeah. everything is in this. Even, you know, even though that does run into the, like, everything is shitty South Parkism of this. Yes. Which sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get into like the aesthetics and production value kind of stuff. Like this is an ugly game. If you look at it now, the, the, the people, Oh boy. The, the, the guy who's the, the driver in the heist mission. Uh huh. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Holy shit. Like uh-huh. mask, <laughs> like fucking Rocky Dennis looking. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, I could not handle that. That model. No, uh, no. Uh, very hard it, time with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the character models are really limited and, you know, just like the world is just a little bit like warped and wonky uh, and stilted, but you know, it's the era that it came from. Right. And I think that the mm-hmm. thing that kind of like makes this feel a little bit more timeless is, is its setting. You know, the fact that it's in the eighties and they could rely on the stereotypical, like neon and Memphis school kind of stuff. And the like crazy fashion gives this mm-hmm. game a, a lot of color, something that Grand Theft Auto 3 and 4 uh, really, really lack, um, but also just an identity that makes this, you know, just immediate. You can immediately clock that this is Vice City. Yeah. Well, and one of the advantages of playing this on PC is it's really easy to uh, patch this and make it look significantly better. Mm-hmm. Like if you put the, you know, the the basic, you know, first result on Google or first thing on the Steam uh, message board um, mods for this, it actually looks really pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of advancements in lighting and stuff like that um, that really emphasize the strength of the setting um, and de-emphasize everything except for the character models. Yes. Uh, character models still look crappy, but buildings and cars can look really good. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, the biggest thing that carries the setting for this, other than just the neon and the Miami Vice uh, visual trappings, is the Miami Vice song on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, among many, many uh, other soundtracks of 80s hits. Uh, this was a huge, like, not just selling point for the game, but one of the biggest, like, it is a... a uh, kind of uh, point of pride for the whole series mm-hmm. and it is a huge advancement over GTA 3 yeah which just had the uh, soundtrack to Scarface mm-hmm. uh, as its thing this <laughs> instead has um, a huge licensed soundtrack lots of different radio stations um, they're all different genres and each have like maybe 15 songs it's mm-hmm. like getting 10 pretty good 15 song mixtapes yeah to listen to like greatest hits of the 80s kinds of things secondary hits it's all second sons man i I love it so much it's all second singles and that to me first of all that feels really lived in because like Mm -hmm. you know now if people are thinking about thomas dolby like yeah it's just you buy me a science that's the one that survived weddings and shit (laughs) but you know man in the 80s like you know hyperactive was a reasonable hit in the united states Mm -hmm. there's no reason for hyperactive not to be on the soundtrack and that song is a fucking banger yeah uh it's all stuff like that like fascination by the human league um wow by kate bush it's all like second <laughs> sons and i'm so happy about that like i love second singles that are less successful than the first one but are still good mm-hmm. full of it yeah yeah no it's a it's but I, I i i agree with that it's 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 fantastic yeah. um <laughs> gosh the fact that they had like they, okay we're gonna put tears for fears on here but let's have, make it pale shelter right yeah, yeah, you know? which is a great song, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not everybody wants to rule the world, which is what you would expect. Yeah. Or shout, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, super, super, super good. Yeah. Um, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, w- which of the stations did you end up? Because for me, it was Wave All the Way, but. I, I have a rotation of three between Wave, Emotion, and Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, Flash had like four little diamonds and uh, Dance All Days mm-hmm. on it. Emotion has Africa and then Crockett's theme, which is. The best song to drive around at night <laughs> it's so in good. this game. Just absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah. It also has um, uh, more than this mm-hmm. uh, and Africa. And that's, you know, incredibly fun. Africa is like a first song. But yeah, this is before yeah. the Africa renaissance. Um, <laughs> yeah. and then, but then Wave is incredible because Wave, mm-hmm. you get hyperactive. Wave, you get uh, Love My Way. Um, just like... You know, I'm I'm that dork. Like these are all bands I like. I like '80s music a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it's a really good '80s mix. Yeah. For, so you know, I am younger than you. I, I was born in 1987, and so my my exposure to a lot of this music. Yeah, baby. What, what's that? I am baby. No, I, I am 33 yeah. year old baby. Uh, you know, yeah. and like a lot of this music just kind of was like background stuff, you know, uh, what is it? Just uh, the the greatest hits from the 80s, 90s and today. And like you could tell an 80s song when you listen to it or whatever. It is really hard to describe for my cohort, people who turned, you know, 14 or 15 when this came out um how important this was for exposing us to 80s music in a really concerted way mm-hmm. and like getting us to, to to like it i have friends who are like oh yeah this is the first time that i heard this song or the first time that i like recognize that this band slaps um and, yeah, and yeah. something like that like this was a huge cultural moment and it coincided with like a broader kind of like like 80s throwback because of the 20 year nostalgia cycle uh a little bit mm-hmm. um but it was a huge deal um yeah, to absolutely you know, yeah to, to to kind of jump into this kind of kind of head first 
uh like back in high school like i listened to the v-rock stuff uh a lot like i liked that more so but like i don't know it's pretty like fever is pretty good the 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 yeah the, fever you know, is good yeah like just it, wild I don't style know. is really good i will never i will never turn off automatic by the pointer sisters you know yeah yeah <laughs> like, like like i'm gonna i'm gonna turn off rocket by herbie hancock uh, yeah my <laughs> fucking insane <laughs> I, the, the, like <laughs> Um, it well, it's also like the way that this worms music mm-hmm. uh, into your appreciation is very like specific. Um, there are scripted moments yes. of music, like there are scripted missions where you'll get in a car and they have a certain thing. And specifically, one of the early things you'll do is you'll be driving around. Uh, it's scripted to be at night, mm-hmm. and uh, the breakdown from Blondie's Atomic. Yep, please. <laughs> which again, great second son, like late period Blondie album. Yeah, uh, comparatively, and. It's like this music is perfect for this. This feels mm-hmm. like it is the score for this uh, this moment. Yeah. Um, like the, you know, that is it is it is using the gameplay to make you recognize that this music slaps by giving you the best possible context like, for the music to be in. Really good, like soundtrack moments, like soundtrack yes. as a verb. Like they they chose they, like they chose to match up Broken Wings with this with this exactly. particular moment in the story. And, yeah. I'm like, I tend to be kind of resistant to cool. Like, I don't like cool things, and I'm very resistant to something trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this game does that pretty successfully, actually. I mean, like, like it's it's retro, so it's cool. inherently dorky. Like, cool, yeah. you know, cool, like, modern cool is just, you know, unbearable. But, like, saying, like, hey, this is just a throwback. We're going to kind of, like, lean on this thing that by this point is really tired, but it's actually going to be, like, perfect for the world. I think that combination of dorky and cool, le- you know, leavens it and makes it, makes it perfectly, you know, makes me susceptible to it anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it ends up also making it feel very cinematic in a way that matches the, the influence of this. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the casting, but Good, Goodfellas is one of the influences of this. Yeah. And, like, going across a bridge while police are chasing you while the breakdown of Sister Christian plays is something <laughs> Scorsese would do. Yes. You know, I really you, you cannot mm-hmm. talk enough sugar about the soundtrack it's like one of the best soundtracks yeah like, uh look, in games look like, at the look at the ending montage to like every episode of miami vice right like yes. they, they're, they're literally doing the exact same thing here and like that's a thing in media that works like it works in television and you can take that and put it into this form and like the appeal of it carries over like it doesn't like that is a cinematic thing that doesn't interfere with games at all like with the actual gameplay mm-hmm. right no, and adds to it. And I feel like the reason why this doesn't happen more now, and, you know, like at some point, licensing music got much more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like in the 90s, like the state could fucking do it. Yeah. Like, you know, MTV was like, hey, you weirdos. Yeah. Use whatever songs like, you like. We own music. We're MTV. Yeah, yeah we're MTV. Uh, like, and this will never, like, this will never, like, make it to home media so just whatever we don't need to sign the licenses for that yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then now it's like to have this kind of big licensed soundtrack you either get really rad shit like hotline miami where it's like underground stuff yeah comparatively underground if anybody asks me if that i'll fucking kill you Uh, underground (laughs) compared to there there is always more underground like relatively yeah uh you know but like you get underground stuff or it's just companies like rockstar that are able to do these kind of wide-reaching scores but at the time this was like new and it's not like rockstar was a small company at this point like gta 3 was a huge hit yeah but it wasn't you know video games weren't what they are today Mm -hmm. you know like this kind of came out about to do this soundtrack with this many big names on it 
could only really have happened then. Yeah, yeah. And like the, you know, it's it's really important again to put this in context. The only game before this that like had a notable licensed soundtrack was the Tony Hawk series. Yeah, yeah. Which also is more underground. Yeah, you know, and you look at like Rock Band or Guitar Hero, where they're all covers. Mm-hmm. These are original fucking recordings. Like, it's pretty amazing. Yep. Uh, as a thing, it's a thing. Um, can I? Yeah. Uh, it's a really huge deal and has a huge impact, not just from like a impact or, or kind of game history angle, but also from the impact while playing. Yeah. And like this changed, you know, this game has been out for 18 years now uh, and it's been reissued a couple of times. Subsequent versions, because tracks, you know, licensing arrangements change, things had to be dropped. So like if you buy this on a modern system today, you're not going to be hearing like Michael Jackson tunes uh, that yeah. were originally in there. You're not going to hear Bark at the Moon by Ozzy Osbourne. Right. Yeah. The, the subject of a popular documentary. Uh, he got taken taken mm-hmm. off the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack was a really big deal. Um, so Epic Records released a seven-album box set of music <laughs> from the game that each uh, disc, they were abbreviated. Yeah. Um, they didn't have every song, but they were divided by in-game radio station. Um, I remember lusting after this. I never picked it up, but I remember wanting this really bad. It's like, um, so I, I worked at, I started working at a GameStop in 2003. Like, we mm-hmm. still sold this the, like the, the this soundtrack for several years after like wow. Grand Theft yeah. like yeah and like they did another one for Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas like like it was it was always around and people like bought it you know frequently frequently enough that we were restocking it you know crazy yeah absolutely uh, cool but it, I I love that it was divided up by in game radio stations so you could you know pick it you know it, man this would have been awesome to have in my car. <laughs> absolutely like, like just drive around just match the the moment you didn't mm-hmm. end up running over so many pedestrians <laughs> um, just, <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's like if you drive after playing a lot of katamari <laughs> uh, uh so the radio is not just songs there are djs mm-hmm. that they that they bring in there are satirical commercials it is you know like listening to the radio but you know the world is insane the uh, there are two talk radio stations uh in the game mm-hmm. the uh material was written by uh i forget if it was sam or dan hauser one of the hausers and uh laszlo jones um who was the talk radio dj in the in the first grand theft auto um, and the talk radio is actually like pretty emblematic of some of the some of the tone problems that I have with, with uh, Rockstar. Grand Th- and, yeah, with Rockstar yeah. and Grand Theft Auto in particular. But like, it's pretty hard for me to like. I you know, I think that I don't know. This is probably probably an overstatement, but like, I would drive around in this game. I would immediately go to the talk station to listen to it like it was a podcast before podcasts were ever a thing. I just, I yeah. liked, I, it was like having a comedy station, you know, really, you know, just like listening to people talk. Um, and like mm-hmm. after, you know, I was like, Oh, who's this Laszlo guy. And then I went and listened to like his tech radio show that he did, um, which was distributed just like on his website. Like you would click the file and it would download and you would listen to him talk about like blackberries or whatever, you know, <laughs> and this is like in 2002, 2003 seeking out, seeking out talk media on the Blackberry web content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I used to do the same thing too. Like you get sick of the soundtrack or there'd be no songs on that mm-hmm. you liked so you listen to this and i was 22 so this was funny to me um you know the the kind of mean-spiritedness and sexism and racism and all these things that are a problem with rockstar yeah uh, i 
did think was funny. Like there's, there's a commercial where there's like a kid who's like, nobody wants to hear any of your Vietnam stories. dad. <laughs> and like, I still think that's kind of funny. Yeah. That really got me when I was young. And now I'm kind of like, hey, you know, that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's your dad. You should care what happened to him. Yeah. Vietnam was actually a complicated tragedy. Rock star. Uh, <laughs> why why is it? Why is it your comedy station addressing that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is, uh, it's hard for me to get too mad at this kind of stuff. Like yeah. it, it's annoying. Like, and it's also just having the DJs pop in while you're enjoying a song, like stepping mm-hmm. out by Joe Jackson is playing. And then like, you know, Tony pops in and, and yells at you and it's like, uh, mm. fuck man. I, I just want to listen to the song. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it almost feels quaint. Like the shittiness of this, like by the time GTA four came around, the sexism and stuff uh, against women specifically felt a lot grosser. Yeah. Um, and part of that was because I was older and part of it was because I think that like this is a little bit more innocent and lo-fi and it feels less like exploitive when they're just these weird puppet golems yeah. as opposed to, you know, something that actually designed to move my dick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like and. So, and they're also like weirdly just fewer prostitutes uh, yeah. in this game. That, that being a thing that GTA like love, they just kind of got rid of a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, Not so good, good for them. F- f- smaller incidents of prostitutes to, you know, take yeah. advantage of. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the PC version, you can put whatever music files you want into a folder and it will show up as a radio station. Mm hmm. Uh, in there, which is really fun. I put every Smith's album uh, on there. So there's like Smith's radio when I just wanted to drive around, (laughs) which is a a funny idea. And I had the thought that since it shuffles, I could literally record commercial breaks and stuff. And you could make your own radio station that felt like a GTA radio station. We we could, we could distribute WOFF. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On, on for all those people playing the PC version of Vice city, Uh um, where we put songs we don't have the rights to and, uh, (laughs) sketches and commercials that we do have the rights to and put them in there. Um, that's just like, it's very, it's very fun and really cool Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just the, the mean spiritedness of rockstar. It's one of those things that I want to, I know you're skeptical of this, but like, it's a real, uh, delineation between this and saints row, which is the, Mm. like the distinction between like cynicism and absurdity. Like saints row is like weirdly, like broadly, like accepting of its cast of freaks and weirdos in a way. it's It's a positive kitsch game. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the, whereas this is like, you know, there's a core of brutality at the center and then kind of like around the edges is this accretion of just like everything is stupid and there's no point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is really immature. Like I, I can believe that the St. Joe games have a sense of humor that is more, yeah. you know, less, uh, uh, you know, abominable yeah. than this. Like, I, I think that like, you know, I attempted to play St. Row three and four and just didn't like them very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and w- it was turned off by them, but I don't think that they're problematic and nihilistic the same way that GTA three and four are. Yes. Um, and from what I've read of five, which I haven't played, but like, and I believe you and other people when they say it's a good game, mm-hmm. I don't believe that it's like good with women. <laughs> no, probably not. You know, I, nobody's really making that claim, <laughs> no, but also if yeah. you were making that claim, I'm not really yeah. going to buy it that like GJ five is like pretty surprisingly sensitive on the issue of women. Right. You know, like yeah. I, I imagine there's some good trans representation in GTA five. I don't, I don't think that's true, but right. I do believe that it's less like cynical and gross and South Parky than, mm-hmm. uh, or more gross and cynical and South Parky than St. Row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just as we're talking, you know, this is the first time we've really had a reason to talk about this broader genre of like crime em ups, you know? Yeah. 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 
driver in the weird <laughs> the PSP era where every PSP or every one of those series had like a weird shitty PSP version, like the driver sidecar edition <laughs> or whatever. That was just like the worst version. Uh, um, so this thing, uh, this is a very cinematic game um, and has tons of recognizable voice acting, mm-hmm. uh, voice actors and tons of voice dialogue. Yeah. Um, the cutscenes are a big draw in this when you're playing in 2002 and uh, are kind of annoying. Yeah, uh, it's mostly people. It's mostly people standing around or sitting around in crime locations, just kind of like gesturing at each other <laughs> and talking. Each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's enough yeah. of like you know razzle dazzle to it because like it's good acting. They hired professionals to to, yeah. to do this, and it's you know written fine enough. Like it's pretty hard to turn down Ray Liotta, basically just playing a more psychotic version of Henry Hill in this. You know. Yeah. Very, very charismatic performance from Liotta. Totes um, Liotes. Yeah, to- Totes Liotes. Uh, as you get, uh, as your star rating goes up, mm-hmm. he gets more unhinged. <laughs> yeah, like, if you just are just playing to, like, just kill people randomly and get your star rating up, he starts just, like, yelling mm-hmm. and getting, like, more and more crazy sounding. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then just as a genre thing, um, the guy who played Tubbs in Miami Vice, uh, Philip Michael Thomas, ends up playing tubs in this yeah uh, crime tubs um lance vance the crime tubs mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> hot tub crime machine uh, yeah hot yeah. tub crime machine <laughs> hot tubs crime machine um <laughs> yeah but it's like uh, fuck we're making a miami vice thing so let's just get tubs in let's do it yeah, can we get the actual dude yeah you know, uh, like when the Venture Brothers got the guy from Fargo <laughs> you know, to play basically the same character. Yeah. Um, the other actors are also pretty big. Uh, Burt Reynolds um, in this. And this isn't like Burt Reynolds, like has been Burt Reynolds. This is, mm-hmm. I think, after Boogie Nights. Oh, definitely after Boogie um, Nights. Yeah. 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 Louise Guzman, uh, Danny Trejo, Tom Sizemore, Lee Majors. Gary Busey. Um, I forgot to list Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> the Buse. Uh, the Buse is in there. There's like a lot of uh, kind of big uh, name actors in this recognizable voice talent yeah yeah um feruza balk plays kind of the, yeah. the the love interest in this remember feruza balk i i certainly do <laughs> yeah. uh from american history x uh-huh worst yeah, witch something give, give me something in a sexy nazi <laughs> uh, <laughs> american history x yeah. um the movie did that uh-huh um uh, <laughs> the uh does that movie feature a scene where like uh is i think it's that where uh the main nazi in that uh is like angrily explaining to somebody at a cafe that white men make women come with their dicks i, I have this like, interesting scene of him someone yelling of like him yell edward norton yelling that line <laughs> <laughs> like, we do I, it with our dicks. No, I can't recall, and I think that like enough of the t- uh, enough of the times that I watched that movie, it was actually on television. Uh, mm. So maybe that line was cut. Um, yeah. So it's hard to. I mean, I, I, I like that movie, but like I can't recall if it uh, if it features a line where Edward Norton is talking about how his dick makes women come, like just vaginal, va- vaginal, <laughs> <The> vaginals, <laughs> vaginal. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> she, she showed me her vagina and then i made her come i yeah. made her come and then you put a hard bee on the end of it I, I bought a box of vaginals from the dollar store to sneak into the movie theater for pussy flavored crackers um 
Yeah. But no, I just, I have this very distinct memory of him just like yelling at somebody that vaginal intercourse is the only good way to make a woman come. And I was, you know, American history X age. And I was like, nah, dude, <laughs> I didn't, I knew that was wrong, even though I was not particularly experienced in the world of love play. <laughs> well, he's a Nazi. He's supposed to be wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, Nazis don't know how to make people come. Um, the uh, so really Oda does a really good job here. He says he just did it for the money, mm-hmm. um, and he was cranky about it. He refused to work with Rockstar again. Um, he does a voice cameo in San Andreas, yes. Uh, and the reason why he does it is because he felt like he should have gotten you know, once this game became the huge hit, it became the huge hit, it was he felt like he should have gotten more money, yeah. Which, like, you know, you can like you can negotiate for that, you can take less up front to get points on the back end, dude. Like, you should know yeah. this as a big Hollywood actor. <laughs> I think he probably just underestimated it. Yeah, yeah. I had to guess, right? Like, you know, hey, it's uh-huh. a video game. I'll do that. Uh, 2002, you know, the idea that video games were, like, freaking huge was not as big yeah. of a thing. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't common knowledge. Um, yeah. yeah, and he didn't he, he didn't benefit from helping make it happen that games would be huge mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, this is so similar to Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, and it uses so much of the, like the basic engine that like the development story for it isn't really much to write home about, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just not an awful lot about the way that they made this that is different than that. Yeah. As as we mentioned, originally planned as an expansion. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, Rockstar was a really small team back in the day. Uh, the core development team of this was 23 people which mm-hmm. is pretty wild to think about. Yes. Um, and they decided to make this not an expansion pack as it grew in scope. Yeah. Um, you know, it just kind of got bigger and bigger, and they're like, no, this could be its own product. Mm-hmm. Um, so they developed this very quickly. Uh, GTA 3 launched in late 2001. Vice City started production in earnest around the beginning of 2002 and was announced in May, released in October. Mm-hmm. So less than a year. Ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous even just like negotiating the rights for all the music stuff Mm -hmm. recording all the voice acting stuff like that like that is wild like you know really time-consuming expensive stuff to do yeah um i i wanted to put in this little section here about just like the controversy that this game in particular um brought about like you know everybody knows the hot coffee scandal from uh san andreas Mm -hmm. uh just in generally the negative reaction that grand theft auto 3 brought uh because of the prostitution uh angle for people who aren't aware if you roll up on a prostitute with a nice car uh she will Mm -hmm. get in and if you drive to a secluded place uh the car will rock uh and your money will drain and then she will uh and your your health will go up uh and Mm -hmm. then after she gets out you are pretty much like incentivized to kill her to get your money back like and that's not good uh you know don't kill sex workers you know, mm-hmm. just generally, I would say, um, going to take a hard line stance people, on generally. that. Yeah, don't kill people. You know, they're going to die. Like, they'll they'll, they'll yeah. die on their own. You're doing a lot of unnecessary work. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just doing father time for them. And, and definitely not people who you've just patronized. Yeah. You know, just, just rude. It's bad, bad all around. Um, yeah. But uh, there, there are a couple of like specific things. So like in 2003, um, some uh, a- a- Haitian groups protested some of the language in the game. I think one of the mission prompts is like kill all the Haitians. Uh, mm-hmm. They said it was uh, an incitement to uh, uh, violence against Haitian immigrants. Rockstar actually relent- relented on this and took that language out. Probably a mm-hmm. good thing. Yeah, they didn't double down because it was 2002 instead of 2021. <laughs> right. Um, Michael Bloomberg threatened to sue Take-Two, uh, the game's distributor, 
uh, at the time. Um, I didn't see this one. I saw the other ones. Mm-hmm. What was his grounds? Uh, basically, uh, he wanted to sue them for trying to sell this to uh, to, to, to teens. Basically, he had okay. no grounds. His 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 whole thing was, I'm Michael Bloomberg. Hey, Dottie, that's in the screen. That's just the, the arrow cursor. It's a weird thing for Michael Bloomberg to say. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. My cat my cat <laughs> is batting at the cursor on the screen. Um, no, <laughs> Michael Bloomberg, you know, his grounds was, I'm rich and I want to control the way that everybody behaves. So uh, let's uh, let's just make some threats. Why don't we? Yeah. I'm the mayor of New York City. Um, and fuck I can, guy. I can tell you what to do. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck Michael Bloomberg. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bloomberg. Uh, um, yeah. In uh, in 2003, um, a man in Alabama shot and killed two police officers and referenced video games in general in the statements he made after his arrest. Um, and this is uh, the basis of the Jack Thompson uh, lawsuit against One Sony. of the Jack Thompson lawsuits. Yes. Yeah. The, the, this, this is a big point in, in, that, uh, in that whole business. Yes. You know? Yeah, for people who do not remember, Jack Thompson was basically an ambulance chaser uh, who made his uh, made his entire living uh, filing suits against the video game industry, um, positing that they caused all kinds of violence and crime, specifically uh, in children, things like that. At a point, uh, like hatred of Jack Thompson was almost the entirety of the gamer identity, which made it very mm-hmm. fun when he was on the bad side of Gamergate and uh, people were like, Oh, well I agree with Jack Thompson, huh? After they spent years yeah. threatening to kill him. <laughs> like one of the things, the worst things that Jack Thompson did was, uh, take, like he didn't really provide plausible deniability because nothing <laughs> Gamergate ever did was plausible, but right. he provided this kind of smoke screen to Gamergate where oh. like, now people who you know if anita sarkeesian says like hey maybe it's not great to show this woman just getting skinned for no reason people can be like oh they've proven that it doesn't cause violence you're just yeah. being jack thompson again mm-hmm. and you know just dismiss he, any and all criticisms about video game violence because of this douchebag taking yeah. the dumbest possible approach to this he he, he primed an, enchi- an entire generation of enthusiastic uh video game fans to believe that their hobby was under attack um, yes. And credulous, uh, uh, credulous lawmakers, uh, you know, who were looking for, uh, you know, kind of a cause celeb went along with it and provided credence to that. You know, like this is it's not this game, but Hillary Clinton was one of the main people uh, pushing um, uh, for legislation in the wake of the hot coffee uh, scandal. Yeah. Tipster Gore. <laughs> tipster Gore. The big tipster and the yeah. little tipster. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, this, this, this is actually probably like him him doing this and kind of contributing to this everybody who contributed to that ended up having reper- like shitty repercussions that nobody could have predicted yep <laughs> like teaching gamers they are persecuted because senate had to ask if this quaint ass shit was problematic <laughs> caused huge problems and did so much damage to this fucking art form and industry mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing actually like just yeah. giving them that smoke screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the dumbest lawsuit. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of dumb lawsuits about this, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the dumbest lawsuit, and I had no idea that this happened because it was very recent, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally, I, I just read about this. It was in 2017. Um, the Psychic Friends Network, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, Miss I, Cleo. Yeah, Miss Cleo. Uh, call me now. Yeah, call me now. Um, they, they, they claimed that the character in the game, uh, kind of the Haitian gang leader that you work with, Auntie Poulet, uh, they say that Auntie Poulet 
uh, stole the likeness of one Yuri Harris. Yuri Harris uh, goes by the stage name or professional name of Miss Cleo. If you were alive in the late 90s or early 2000s, you know who Miss Cleo is, at least if you lived in America, yes. because her commercials were omnipresent. Ran 24-7 yes. on every network, basically. Call now um, uh, to read your future, etc. Um, yeah. Yes. She was kind of the, and she has the, the a voice like the narrator in Gabriel Knight. Yes. Like that's that's what we're talking about. And uh the psychic friends failed to really recognize a pretty important fact. That important fact uh, is that Yuri Harris, this woman, uh aka Miss Cleo, voiced Auntie Poulet. <laughs> yeah, she's ripping herself off. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. It's like I'm going to sue for the Gary Butterfield character on this podcast. No, please don't. Uh, It's incredibly stupid uh, (laughs) that they did this. Um, Really, really dumb. And just like real basic IMDb search could have solved that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or just ask her. Ask Miss Cleo. Well, that's the thing that's weird about this is they, it wasn't on behalf of Miss Cleo. No. You know, because she would have stopped this. It's like they just like thought they owned her. Like Uh she couldn't do her own thing. Like I, I wonder if they felt like she was the one who was breaching the contract. Like you created that character for the psychic friends. Now right. you're doing basically that character outside of our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, maybe, but in 2017, yeah, it's, it's pretty late in the uptake. It's like when you like stomp on a dinosaur's tail, it takes five minutes for it to get mad. You know, it's, it's like that kind of thing. Right. Also, who knew the psychic friends were still around? Also, how funny you have a name for a thing is the psychic friends. <laughs> why did we just put up with that like like tv would just be like here's the psychic friends network and i'm like cool a psychic friends network of psychic friends i'm down for this (laughs) this is something i just won't question this makes sense in the world (laughs) it's so dumb amazing oh man um so it is impossible to overstate how important grand theft auto vice city or grand theft auto vice city along with gta3 um how how important and influential they are uh you know it sold really well it sold like half a million copies in its first 24 hours which was ridiculous numbers to pull back when the industry was that size um and it reviewed really well you know go back and look like the reviewers at the time were calling out things like the bad the you know the the bad controls and stuff like that but everybody was just like over the moon with the possibility of this presented to you yeah yeah not only did you know reviewers were doing it but they ended up liking on the balance in spite of that which like i also kind of do yeah you know, like not to get to, to, you know, it is a pain in the ass to play. There are better version, ways to get this stuff, but mm-hmm. it's still very possible to have a lot of fun yeah. um, with us. Uh, there's an immediate follow-up to the San Andreas, um, which is similarly huge. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, I've mentioned this before. The very first video game, I was like, I don't actually have to play this if I don't want to. Um, where I got sick of doing all the stuff and got frustrated. I don't know. If, I and, don't know if it's the if if it was my first one, but like I I really remember hitting a point where I was like. Nobody is holding the gun to my head about this. And like yeah. maybe it was because like, you know, by the time, you know, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was one of the first like big midnight launches that I the, that I worked. Mm-hmm. But like I had my own I had a job and I had my own money. And then like the world of games was open to me at this point. It's like, oh, there's mm-hmm. other stuff that I want to play. It's like 2004. It's actually like a really good time for games. So let's go do something else. <laughs> I, I think like for me, it was one of the first games I bought out of obligation. Like I was like, oh, I like the series. Of course, I'm going to get this. Yeah. And uh, I was just kind of like checking things off the list. Doing all the things you can do in that game. 
running into the same problems, like getting into, uh, you know, a bottleneck where I couldn't continue until I finished flight school yeah. or one of the you know, obnoxious things in it. And I have a very distinct memory of like feeling an obligation, feeling like I should make progress in it and mm-hmm. buying the guide from Walmart. Oh, geez. Yeah. Because it felt a little bit like, okay, well, this will help me get through this. And yeah. also this is, this is productive. <laughs> and uh speaking of which this is this is total non sequitur uh i was having uh i had a great freudian slip the other day okay um i was feeling very anxious about work and me and memo were going to go for for a walk and uh she had like a glass of water uh that was halfway done and before we left i'm like hey do you mind if i polish off that glass of work before we go uh because i couldn't <laughs> I was thinking about that work. Gl- that glass <laughs> of work. Oh no! <laughs> like, and then I, I, I had one of those like great like I am so disgusted with myself moments after saying it. Where I was like, man, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> hey, do you, do you mind if I polish off that glass of work real quick? Uh, and... oh, so fucking dumb. Man. I like that a lot. It was uh, funny. <laughs> Uh, there was a prequel uh, to Vice City released. Uh, Vice City Stories came out in 2006. Uh, it was mm-hmm. uh, kind of a follow-up to uh, just, what was it, Liberty City Stories. Uh, for the PSP. a prequel to this. Y- yeah. Uh, you play as Lance's brother. Yes, you play yeah. as Lance's brother who dies in the opening cutscene in this. Uh, but yeah, it was released for the PSP. Uh, and there was like later mm-hmm. like a you know Grand Theft Auto Stories collection for the PS2. I've never played them, but they didn't look good. Like it was a stripped-back PSP version of these big games. Yeah. That seemed weird it's more of the same like i remember playing uh playing touching at least all of them and you know they're more of the same and that was more like psp novelty yeah like oh i can i can play this i can play this big uh this big console game anywhere i want to yeah Yeah. i'll do killzone jr and spider-man 2 umd on the go (laughs) untold legends Um, (laughs) tell me more yeah yeah Uh, tell tell legends let's turn these into told legends um so this, uh, the series continued, uh, the GTA four, which we talked a lot about, uh, and five, which we talked a lot about during these generalities, mm-hmm. um, in, in GTA online, oh, which yeah. I still see stuff about constantly and still getting new content. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, the major template for open world games. Yeah. Uh, basically like there are some variations. There mm-hmm. are companies that don't hew quite as close to this, but this is really hard, you know, very influential on in that. And still its fingers are felt today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah, that's that's going to be it for uh, this first intro part, uh, the public part. If you're hearing this, it is because you're not a patron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode and all of the other premium episodes from here into eternity mm-hmm. or until we die, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and just $5 a month get you all the back episodes as well as the future ones. Yeah, uh, it's plenty and some bangers in there. So uh, Absolute bangers. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be, we'll be back next week with uh, the dispatch where we're going to read your responses and then also uh, announce what we're covering in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we yeah. go. That yeah, that scans. Yes, that's the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ticket. Uh, yeah, and we will uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>